The stereotype of an early 20th century Rhode Island textile mill owner is etched in our state's history. A wealthy Yankee bereft of social conscience who made his fortune through child labor and exploiting poor immigrants. Then there's Austin T. Levy, a Burrowville textile manufacturer who became the town's leading citizen. Levy was everything the typical mill owner wasn't. A son of Jewish immigrants, he cared about his workers so much that he introduced employee profit-sharing, raised wages, and gave employees paid vacations. If Levy's story seems improbable today, it may be because he was from a generation of immigrants for whom anything was possible in the United States. Levy was born in New York City in 1880, the son of an immigrant couple. Levy's parents would not see him live to manhood. His father died when he was four, and his mother perished when he was 11. Levy's aunt raised him and a sister. He left school at age 16 for a job as an office boy at a New York linen importer where he earned $3 a week. Moving up in the textile world, he became assistant to the cloth buyer of a large manufacturer of men's clothing. That job took him to Rhode Island to inspect textile factories. He soon went into the business on his own as a woolen commission sales agent, and he learned that crucial to success in this business was the performance of the factories he represented. Levy's biographer, the late Woonsocket Call reporter Louis Blyweiss, said the experience as a textile salesman whetted an interest in the manufacturing end of the business. In 1909, a 29-year-old Levy leased a small 40-loom mill in Greenville. He was so successful that within three years, he expanded to a larger facility in the Burrowville village of Harrisville. In an unconventional coupling for that era, Levy married June Rockwell, a daughter of the Bristol textile magnate Rockwell family. As business prospered, Levy developed a business philosophy that was both worker-friendly and community-minded. He outlined this in a speech at a profit-sharing meeting with employees in 1918. Levy told them that one of the first functions of any enterprise should be to contribute to the well-being of workers and the community. And he disliked the term unskilled labor, quote, I'll defy anyone to go out and dig a ditch and dig it well. I know. I've tried, he said. He kept his mills running through the Great Depression. He lobbied in the U.S. Congress for higher wages and a shorter work week to combat the Depression. He argued that better wages were the fulcrum of economic growth. He was paternalistic and no fan of unions. Kenneth Proudfoot, a Rhode Island filmmaker and writer who was working on a documentary about Levy, wrote a book entitled The Life and Business Philosophy of Austin T. Levy. Proudfoot says that when Levy introduced profit-sharing to his employees, he explained his rationale. Quote, because we think it's the fair thing to do, we think everybody who helps to create a profit should share in it. As Proudfoot points out, Levy had much in common with steel magnate Andrew Carnegie when it came to his attitude toward wealth. He thought people were the custodians of their wealth, not the owners. Levy lived his philosophy. He built houses for his workers where rents were based on their wages. He and his wife paid for a post office in Burrowville, a bridge in the village of Pasco, and contributed land to build a high school. They also paid to build the town hall and a community gathering spot named the Assembly, and they were instrumental in forming the Harrisville Glee Club and the Village Players. Near the end of his life, Levy entered politics as part of a group of Republican activists who wanted to make the party more liberal. He died at age 70. His money went to a foundation run by his wife, who would outlive him by 20 years. She continued his local philanthropy, building a hockey rink for the youth of this hockey-crazy community. The June Rockwell Levy Rink is named for her. 
but no building carries his name. As biographer Blyweiss wrote, he wanted it that way. He felt deeply that service was its own reward.